Has the story of your love life taken an unexpected plot twist? Well, this is the podcast that helps millennials rewrite the story of their love life by learning simple strategies for starting and maintaining a healthy relationship. Through candid and unscripted conversations, we provide tools to help navigate the twists and turns of dating and relationships. Are you ready to flip the script on your love life? If so, sit back, get comfortable, and enjoy another episode of the Love Unscripted Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Love Unscripted Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Wilson. And I'm joined as always by my esteemed co-host, Dexter J. Tucker. What's good, fam? How y'all feel? And this is the podcast where we have unscripted conversations with millennials about relationships and dating. So I hope you all are having a good weekend, good week, wherever you're listening, whenever you're listening. I hope life is good for you at this time. I know I'm enjoying it. I know we're starting to get into this fall weather for sure. So hopefully you all are staying warm wherever you're at in the country. If you still got the sunshine, I'm a little bit jealous. Keep enjoying it for me. But I do want to welcome you all. If you are new here, thank you for showing up. I don't know how you heard about us, but I just definitely want to appreciate and say thank you to taking some time out your day to have this conversation, to listen to this conversation that we enjoy doing. So uh, first and foremost, last week we had an episode where knee deep into season 10 and we talked about is there really no one left? And so we kind of looked at some numbers as far as how many people are on this planet and how many people are probably available to date and whether or not we ourselves create unnecessary worry in the dating space as well as just in our relationships period is the source of worry really us or is it something that's founded in reality? So if you're listening to this, I don't even mind. Pause this one, go listen to that episode and then rejoin us here. So, Dexter, how are things going for you this week, this weekend? Oh, good. It's good. When I got my hair cut by my barber, um, he's a little bit further out, but it's like no distance I would travel to, you know, see my barber get a good cut and get a good fade. Because it's like I told my wife, like a good fade just changes a man's whole perspective. So, it's been good. It's been good. So, what's your favorite part of getting a haircut? It's, it's like, I think it's the beginning and then the end of it. Like, beginning you walk in, like... You know, looking all rough and whatnot, beard all, you know, just scruffy and whatnot. And the end of it, you like, I'm a different person. Like, like your confidence level is just like, ah, just out of all time high. Like, you feel like you can do anything and nobody can tell you nothing. So mm. those, are my, those are my favorite parts. It's like the beginning of it and then the very end is like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm that dude right now. Oh, I thought you was saying like, you know, when they first start cutting the hair and all the hair's falling in on your face. I hate that part. Uh-huh. Y'all, I hate that part. Like the hair just be sitting there and it just be itching. And mm-hmm. the barber don't know, like he just cutting it, cutting, cutting, cutting. Yeah. But that hair that gets like right here or on the tip of your nose. Right up in it. Trying, trying to like, or you just, yeah, I can't do all that. My favorite part is the line. Mm. crisp edge especially if they use the razor that's like my favorite part i I know a lot of barbers don't know how to use the razor so if your barber isn't experienced don't let them use that razor Mm -hmm. it's not worth the cut the scrapes the bruise like (laughs) it's not worth it but that's like my favorite part so how often you actually get a haircut 
It it depends. Cause like if I'm if I'm wolfing, it'll probably be like three weeks. But typically, it's like every two weeks. Really? So mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm like a ten day, seven mm-hmm. to ten day, rain or shine. Like I can't let it grow. Like I don't like it growing long. Mm-hmm. But I I mean I also I like my barbershop. Like the vibe in there is really fun, really enjoyable. The people are, are hilarious. So I also enjoy going there just to like hang out for a little bit, break things up. I don't got to be the one talking. I just sit there and listen to everybody, whatever the situation, circumstance, all that is. I just be listening. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, something I want to talk about, and I'll bring it up at the end, is we got something that I'm a semi-announcer. I'm going to just hint at it, but if you are familiar with the podcast, you've seen multiple times where me and Jamel Jackson have done really good in-depth conversations about relationships. And we got to thinking like, yo, how can we take these conversations and make them occur more often? So at the end of this show, I will be letting you know of a, a new project that we're launching that should be launching by the end of the month that I think if you're single, if you're in a relationship, if you're married, if you're trying to figure this thing out, I think it'll be very resourceful. I think it'll be very informative and I think it'll be very connecting. One of the reasons why I started this podcast is because I wanted to connect with people. I wanted to have conversations and dialogue, but what if there was a place where that could happen more often? I'm not talking about like once a week. I'm talking about like five days a week. So I'll let you all in on a little secret once we get to the end of that. Also, I, listen, Sip Slow was really fun. It was. So for fun. those of you who, who are not familiar, Sip Slow is our weekly Instagram live show that we do where we talk about just random stuff that's happening during the week as it pertains to relationships. This past week, we talked about the battle between city boys and city girls. Are they made or are people just coming out the womb like that? It was a really good conversation. So if you want to head on over to Instagram to see that, and it should be on YouTube uh, by the end of this week. So go ahead and check that out. So uh, you ready to get into this topic? Let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right. So as always, we like to like try to really have deep conversations. And, and my friend, <laughs> he's a therapist too. Mac Stanley always says people want the tea and not necessarily the medicine. So we're going to see if we can get into some medicine today. And there's something that um, I've been wanting to talk about. I'm going to ask you this question first, Dexter. Mm -hmm. What is something that you do that if other people knew they would judge you for? Some people knew what I did and they would judge me for. Or you feel they may judge you for. Hmm. They may judge me because I have a very in-depth skin routine. Uh, it's like very in-depth. I go quite a few steps and like certain products I use. And to other people, it may be like, he's doing way too much. Why don't he just do this? You know, just do that. But like for me, it's like it's very in-depth, very like step by step, like I do this at this certain time when I'm in the shower, when I get out, I do this. In the middle, in the end of the week, I do this. So it's like I, I'm very, very disciplined in that. So it may to other people it may look like, oh, that's I wouldn't do that. That's doing too much. Mm. Okay, so so I got two of them, and both of them involve peanut butter. <laughs> both of them involve peanut butter. So don't take your mind anywhere. 
don't don't go there just yet. <laughs> Listen. So here's the thing. So I really like peanut butter. My favorite candy is Reese's. I will find a way to put Reese's on anything, whether it's ice cream. I've even talked my mom into putting Reese's on cake. I love peanut butter. And one of the things that I know y'all would judge me for, and y'all be like, that is way too much. You are doing too much. Is if you saw how much peanut butter I put on peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Like one day my dad saw it and he was like, Joseph, absolutely not. And I was like, what? What's wrong with it? I've always done it this way. And he was like, so that's why there's never any peanut butter. That's why there's no peanut butter. The second instance, I like milkshakes. If people saw how much peanut butter I put in my peanut butter and chocolate milkshakes, y'all would probably call the law on me. Regardless of what it is, we all have things that we personally like and enjoy that other people may judge us for. They may think it's outlandish. They may think it doesn't make sense. They may think it's the rapper named Ludacris. Like they may think it's crazy. And because of this, many of us switch up and do things that we normally don't like doing. We stop doing things that we like. We start taking on other people's views and preferences and, and goals because ours does not match theirs. It's not to their liking. So, Dexter, I'm going to ask you a question. I want this to be about you. How much do you care about what people think about you? Mm. Dang, that's a catch-22 with that because for me, I care what people think about what I do when it comes to doing right by people. That part I care about because what I do affects other people professionally and on a personal level. So it's like I care about that point to where, okay, I care about what you think when it comes to me treating you the right way by the definition of what right looks like, not your perspective of right. Um, so for me, that at that instance, that's what I care about. Um, but as far as the things I enjoy and I like to do, I, I don't care. Um, and the reason why is because what I enjoy brings me peace. And it's a, it's a method of self-care for me. And if I don't take care of me by doing the things that I like, I'm not going to be beneficial to myself or to anybody else. So for me, it only when it comes to what people think of me, I only care about the things like I just said. Like I only care about when it comes to treating people right when on the basis of doing right by them. I care about what they think. But when it comes to the things that I enjoy and the things that um, I do for self-care, whether it's watching anime, uh, writing poetry, or if, or if it's uh, watching a game playthrough on YouTube, like it's... I enjoy those things. And if you don't like it, that's fine. That's your that's your perspective and that's okay. And I've but for a long time, uh, you know, in my you know, teenage years, you know, my early twenties, I wasn't that dude at all. Like I, I cared about what people thought. Um, from the way I dressed, the way I spoke, like I acclimated myself to what people's preferences were doing that and it took me a while to understand to get to get to the dexter i am today it took me a while to get to that and once i got to that it was like oh it's 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 a wrap hmm. so here's the thing 
I feel like I used to be in a place where I cared too much what people thought. Mm. Um, a lot of it comes from being like a parentified child where um, I was looked at to be a leader. So I cared what everyone else thought to be able to be a barometer for whether or not I was doing good. As I got older, I found that that mentality really doesn't work. Yeah, I, I use it as a way to get love. But now that I'm older and I feel like this season, I, it took me a while to get here, but this season, I really don't care. And I mean, and here's it respectfully, I really don't care. And and the reason I've had to like really switch gears is because how many people did we say are on this planet last week? Billion. Billion. At, at least a billion. Everybody can have their own opinion, have their own views on what you should or shouldn't do. All of which is relative to their life and to their experience, but not to yours. I started to realize that a lot of stuff that I was doing was someone else's game plan, someone else's blueprint. And it wasn't mine. And, and I was judging myself based on what other people were saying about what I was doing. So has there ever been, is there anything as far as like relationships or dating that you think, okay, this is how they should be, but people have given you flack for thinking that way? Hmm. I would say... Um, I can speak to, you know, my own marriage where, you know, on the outside looking in, people may view it as, oh, he's very, he's very reserved, very quiet. You know, his quote, his wife may quote unquote run all over him or whatever, because I think a lot of people have a perspective of manhood that sometimes they think it's supposed to be, in the words of my wife, rah, rah, reptar. And it's not, that's not what it is. And it can be very quiet. It can be very reserved, but at the same time, be very direct. Because um, for me, you know, I my biggest thing has always been to create a, a, a atmosphere where my wife can be her one hundred percent authentic self, a hundred percent of the time, and to where to where she's not feeling as if that, you know, her that she adds value just because she can cook, clean, and you know, meet the physical needs of me as a husband. Um, like I, 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 I nullify that like at the root, like, nah, when that's, that's not who you are to me. Like that, I mean, those the cooking and cleaning, that makes you an adult, not wife. Um, so like that's, that's one of the things where I, I constantly put out there whenever I'm in conversation with people, with his friends or family, where they'll tell me, oh, you know, I, I'm looking for a man that cooks and cleans or a woman that cooks and cleans. And I'm like, that doesn't make them a a good husband or wife that just makes them an adult. Um, that's what makes them, that makes them an adult. That doesn't make them a good partner. And that's, I catch flack about that all the time because like I said, it's that, that just makes you an adult. Like as an adult, you need to be able to cook and clean. Uh, or if you, if you're that busy, you hire somebody that cooks or cleans, but it's just like, that just makes you an adult. It doesn't make you, you know, a good spouse because you can maintain a home or, you know, clean a home. Like, that takes two people, you know, that take, I mean, if you're single, that's what you do already. And so that was one of the things that people give me a lot of flack about because I'm having to go against what somebody's been taught or believed to think that makes them a good husband or wife. And, you know, being a husband, you know, I've learned that that doesn't, like that's, 
that's just what you do because it has to be done, not so because what, it adds value. So what happens if what you are saying? So here's another thing I want to add into the equation. Every sometimes people care too much what people think, but also what if those other people are right about what they think about what you're doing? Mm. What what if the information? What if the talk from the outside is, yo, you're not living up to the standard of what society says a husband should be? Not saying that we're going overboard, but like you're you're not spending time with your family. You're spending more time at work than you're spending at home with your family. You don't speak kindly to your children. You don't speak kindly to your wife. Those in your community, you don't consider them. You litter. Like all of these things are external stuff. What happens when what people are saying are is actually true? I think with that, that that starts with I think with when it comes to, you know, people on the outside looking in and giving you revelation about the things that you do and giving their perspective on it. I, I sincerely believe that when they're saying it to you, it should be it should be confirmation to what you already feel. And I think it start it starts with you. Everything starts with us. And I believe sometimes we we don't want to be honest with ourselves. Like we may recognize it and see it. But we push past it because we believe that what we're doing now is beneficial for everybody or we're kind of just stuck in the in the monotony of just moving forward and just going through the going through life and making sure the kids are good, making sure the wife is good, making sure the home is good by working or whatever we have to do. And when those people that are that are with us, that surround us, tell us, hey, like you're not you're not doing this. Um, that's that's more so not them telling you what to do is more so holding you accountable. And I think understanding the difference between accountability versus people's uh, opinion of you, being able to differentiate between the two is important because accountability isn't me judging you. It's me holding you accountable to the standard that I, that I see that you hold yourself to. And if you hold yourself to that standard, then mm. it's like, okay, I should hold you to that same standard because I care about your growth. Mm. That hold on, better? stay right there. Stay right there. I always got a question about this word accountability. Mm. How do you hold another person accountable? Mm. Like, how do you, how do you like literally hold someone accountable? Because here's the thing. I don't personally, and I'll explain why. I don't personally mm -hmm. believe that we can hold other people accountable. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, when you say other people holding people accountable, what does that look like? Like, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is this. And it's, it's for me, it's, it's as simple as this. It's reminding you of the commitment that you made to yourself, not to me, but the commitment you made to yourself to be the best version of yourself for the sake of yourself and for the sake of the others around you. That's what I believe accountability to be. Not, you know, weekly call-ins and check-ins and whatnot. Not that. Because at that point, you're just doing whatever just to meet, just to basically keep somebody off your back. Kind of like having a probation officer. I'm not your probation officer. You know, like the, like the people around me shouldn't be my probation officer. And I shouldn't feel like I'm being uh, shackled to whatever it is that I, that I, that I said I'm going to do. It's more so of me holding myself to a commitment that, okay, I'm going to do make sure I'm doing this. You know, I'm gonna make sure I'm doing this and this and this. And it's like, okay, if I if I'm your if I'm your best friend or if I'm your brother, whatever it may be, and I see you deviating from that path that you said you were gonna stay on, it's like, okay, if if I truly love you, if I truly care about you, if I'm truly invested in your growth, 
and you've made this commitment to yourself and we've been in conversation it's like hey bro like what's what's going on you good and sometimes it's not even deliberately saying hey you're not doing this it's like doing a check-in like hey bro you straight like i i saw it. like i talked to you on the phone or i saw you in the store the other day you look kind of down like what's what's going on and i think sometimes we have to shift our perspective of what accountability looks like because accountability can just be just be someone's friendship mm. it, it can just be the way you say hello or the or just saying hey are, are you good like are like are you good and are you okay are like like two of the like strongest ways of like holding somebody accountable you know holding them accountable to the to their own happiness to their own joy to their own peace just by asking are you okay so i feel like when it comes to accountability that's what the the love side of it looks like and not the probation side of it so to speak all right so let me let me read the definition the definition of accountability an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's actions how can i make another grown person res accept responsibility for what they've done their actions and that's the and how that's can the, i do that and that's the thing to it like you can't make anybody do anything then how can we hold them accountable so you think about to, mm -hmm. the word hold to make some to hold into place mm -hmm. how do we make someone stay in place and take responsibility for an action that one they may not feel is wrong two how do we now have a moral obligation you said let's say if it's something that they decided they that they wanted to hold themselves to. Mm -hmm. Are people allowed to change their mind? Oh yeah. 100%. Are people reserve the right to switch direction with the path of their life? Mm -hmm. So how does like I don't get the term you gotta hold people accountable when mm -hmm. accountability is an inside job. Right. There's no even if a, how many personal trainers, man, personal trainers should have a hundred percent weight loss, fitness, health rate, but we know that with them it's a dropout rate that's extremely high mm -hmm. because it's all about the person that's accountable to themselves. Mm -hmm. I don't think we can hold people accountable. I think what we can do is remind them mm -hmm. of certain things that they've said. And then guess what? I don't, here it goes. Coming back to the, I don't care. I don't necessarily care what you do after that because I can't, mm -hmm. I'm not going to live with the responsibility of what you right. do, nor can I make you take responsibility. Right. And that's, and that's a caveat to it is like, I think a lot of a lot of us that are on the outside looking in, we take that we take accountability sometimes to the extreme and realizing that and not realizing that, you know, you reminding somebody of what they of, of the commitment that they made, reminding them of the uh, the um, holding them to 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 honor what they said they were going to do. Mm -hmm. Like you do you just asking and reminding them. Like that, that's enough. Like, cause at the end of the day, like you said, like I can't make you do anything, but all I can do is show you that I can remind you, like, hey, like you said you were gonna do this, you didn't do it. What's what's going on? Mm -hmm. And do that and hope and in, in hope that you know that's that's enough for you. And if it's not, that's okay because I've I've done my part. And at that point, I just have to let you do what you're gonna do. It's kind of like being a parent. Like I can I'll raise you. I, I I put in you what I've done. I put in you the things that you need to do to be, to be successful. But at the end of the day, it's your decision. I'm going to remind you of whatever because I see greatness in you. I, I see your potential. I see what you're trying to do. 
we've talked about this, said you're going to do this, we haven't done it. Okay, cool. If you're not going to do it, that's fine. But, you know, a hard head may pull us off behind. But that's for, uh, as my granny would say, that's your road to hold. You know, I can't hold it for you. Got you. So I've been looking on social media a lot and I'm paying attention to what's happening in the algorithm. And I'm starting to notice that there is a pattern of people who are verbalizing, whether it's wants, desires, needs, preferences in this relationship space. And many of them are catching either some type of backlash or they're met with some type of retort for what it is they want and desire. So we're talking about like, should you care? How much should you care? Here's a question, or I'm going to make a statement and then I'm going to have a question. Accepting how other people think of you is their problem, not yours. I'm going to say it one more time. Accepting how people think of you is their problem, not yours. Hmm. What makes it so difficult for us to be okay with other people having negative or unpopular or counter ideas to ours and letting that be their problem i think the problem is is that we because we all do it like we put this version of ourselves out there especially when it comes to relationships and when we put ourselves out there and people have you know a a counter opinion or a negative opinion about who we who we present ourselves to be the reason we have an issue about it is because we think Subconsciously, we think that people can see the whole story, but they can't. They don't know our whole story. They don't know what we've gone through to get to, to get to where we are. They don't know the the work we've done to get to where we are. And so, when we put ourselves out there and you know, it's like making known what we desire and what we want, and people are have a counter opinion to that that's negative or the perspective they have is negative, we take it so personally because it's like, but I've done all this work. You know, I've done so much just to get to this point where I'm at. And then there's still so much work for me to do that I desire to do. And, you know, people aren't receptive to that. And it's like we try to figure out the why behind the why. But not realizing that you can't change people's minds. You can't change people's perspective. That's an inside job. And you're the person on the outside. So you can't shift their perspective based upon what. Because on the other side, that they have a whole different set of circumstances and experiences and whatnot. that you know, mold their perspective. So what they see you as, they more than likely may have a problem with it. And that's the, that's the catch 22 to it all is you put yourself out there, you know, you show what you're, you, you let people know what you desire, what you want, what you need. Um, and people may not be receptive to that. They may not like it or anything at all. They may not, they just may completely, completely just dismiss you completely. So are you setting yourself up then? Cause that's what a lot of people do. We live mm -hmm. in a, in, a society where we almost overshare mm. but guess what we have a right to mm -hmm. whether we overshare or not is my life i can do exactly what i want there are some people think about it there are youtube channels where people just have you follow them every single day and they're making money off of it and they have people have opinions about it but guess what do they care no no i don't get why people care so much mm. i don't understand especially with people Let's say you're not even trying to date them. If they don't, if you're not trying to date that person, why do you even care what their response is? Yes, we have feelings. Yes, we have um, things that can be said that can be said to us that can be triggering. And I'm not talking about disrespectful stuff. I'm just like, yeah, no, I don't think I want that type of thing. Or no, you're going overboard. 
expecting that out of someone is unrealistic. I'm talking about that kind of stuff. Why do people care? People care too much about what other people are doing. And I think a large part of that stops us from actually going after what we want. Yo, I had to get used to family, friends, anybody saying something about my peanut butter and jelly. I had to get used to it. No, I'm I'm trying to use this as like a real life example. Like I had to get used to if I go to someone's house. Yo, they don't know it, but I'm about to kill their peanut butter. Like, that's what I, but that's me. Mm-hmm. That's authentically me. Yeah. That's who I am for real. Not with the mask, not me trying to f- reflect what the environment is putting off, but that's me at my essence. I love peanut butter. I'm going to eat my peanut butter je- and jelly sandwiches thick. So, so here's what I'm saying. Like, people would be much more free in this dating world in relationships, in their marriage, if they didn't focus so much on what people thought. Here's, let me, let me go to this. I've counseled couples who are in the church and you won't believe how much sexual activity and exploration they leave off the table out of fear of what other people will think. One, everyone don't got to know y'all hanging from the chandeliers. Not at all. They, they ain't got to know y'all got paddles and, and handcuffs and stuff. like. They ain't got to know all that. They don't, they don't have to know you like syrup. Like, they don't have to know all that. But because some people are so fearful of what other people may think, they take themselves out of a position of being their truest self. I, I think the, the, I think the, what's happened and what's continuing to happen is we've put outside validation above self-confidence and self-assurance and like we'll it's like we'll do the work to get to where we have to be but in in some strange way we still want the validation of somebody else to validate our opinion and what we've experienced and our standards and our desires and our and our feelings we still want somebody to validate that so that's why and like you said there's nothing wrong with us oversharing because you have to put it out there or else you know, somebody won't won't give you what you need, or you won't give them what they need, and you won't, and you'll be in a relationship that you just need to, you need to be in because you didn't share all of the information that was needed. But we still look for that validation, and it's like when we don't get it, we're disappointed, not realizing that the person that went through what you went through, or the person that needs what you need, is you, and you owe it to yourself to get what you to let people know what you need, so that way you can get what you need in order so that you can move forward amicably in a relationship so that way nobody feels like they're not getting what they need or they're not being valued or anything of that nature. So I think we have to get back to, like the work you've put in is 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 enough to give you the self-confidence that you need because you're growing, you're growing through it and you're going through it. And once you get on the other side of that, that you, I mean, you're where you're where you need to you're you're where you need to be, and your experiences and the work you put in is validation to let you know that you're enough, and that nobody's opinion of your experiences can validate that you have already. But think about it. Why? I mean, so here's another thing. I is the external validation always a negative thing? Because here's the thing, why would we take people to meet our parents if no one's approval matter? We would just show up and go to the altar without 
bringing them by anybody, not bringing them by our friends. We wouldn't care what no one thought because that's our person. That's who we like. I think what's really messing up a lot of people in their relationships is when we talk about the, the fear of being judged for what you like. That's a big part of this. You are fearful about what people will say about what it is you like because you automatically assume, and I've done this as well, internalize what they're saying about what it is I like. What does that mean about me if I like this then and then everybody doesn't agree? We have to get to a point where we don't necessarily care whether or not people agree with the decisions we make because guess what? They don't have to live them out. They don't have to live out the, the choices we make. And if we live out other people's choices, we're going to look back and we're going to have a life of regret. We're going to have a, a life of missed opportunities. We're going to have a life where we did not really get out there and experience life. Whatever it is you want out there in a partner, listen, go get it. Like, listen, it doesn't matter what other people think of your preferences. It doesn't matter what other people think of what type of profession you want your person to be in, like how they want, how you want them to treat you. Like it doesn't matter. What does matter is that you're true to yourself because you'll be more authentic. You'll be more present. You'll have less anxiety because you're not worried about living up to someone else's uh, fairy tale or someone else's model for what a relationship looks like. Yo, like, really explore that. Do, why do you care so much? And what would life look like if you didn't care? So we're going to go ahead and transition into our Flip the Script segment. And Flip the Script is the segment of the show where me or Dexter will give a simple tool or a strategy or the guest who joins us a simple tool or strategy for how to deal with a certain challenge a certain situation problem that we discussed in this episode. And so I'm going to go ahead and bring it today. So, so someone may be out there listening and wondering like, yo, I really do care too much. I really do care too much. I, I take what people value and say about me over what I view and what I say about myself. So here's one thing that you can do. I'm big on starting with your own personal values. What is it that you say about yourself? What is it that you believe? And once you believe, once you write down what those things are that you believe, start acting on those things. Because people are always going to tell you what they think about what it is you're doing. But what you need to be able to do is wake up every single morning and say, this is what I want out of life. This is who I am. And I'm going to walk in that unapologetically. One, you write it down. Two, you act on it. Once you start acting on it, like Dexter said, you start to get confidence. Confidence is needed to be able to combat what people are saying. Because if you don't have the confidence, you're going to second guess and question what it is that you want and desire out of relationships. Let me tell you, relationships aren't the place to be second guessing yourself, especially when you're choosing a partner, you're choosing a mate. You're, you don't want to second guess yourself in that. That becomes very confusing. But what you do want to have is confidence and boldness to be able to walk into the relationship and to be able to say, this is what I want. I'm comfortable if 
everybody else on the planet is in disagreement with it, I'm going after it. That's what I want. That's the type of person I want. That's the type of relationship I want. And I'm going to see that through. So that's this week's Flip the Script. I thank everybody for joining us this week. As I said, I have a small announcement that I'm going to share. It's going to be like a little soft launch. But as I mentioned, me and Jamel have been thinking about a way to get couples and those who desire long-term healthy relationships together to be able to really grow and to be able to really um, connect and to be a support for each other as we go on this journey toward love. So what we have started is actually called Wake Up in Love. And that will be a, a community where we meet Monday through Friday for an hour. And myself, as long as, as well as Jamel, and also with other therapists and relationship professionals are gonna get on here. We're gonna give you tools, strategies for how to really start, maintain, and keep that relationship going. It's been something we've been thinking about for a while, but we said, hey, why not go ahead and start it? So that's something that we are going to be launching. Registration is going to start on Black Friday, so I'm giving you a heads up now. We're going to go ahead and start putting the graphics out later on this week so that you all can stay tuned and you can be in the mix. This, there's no community out there like this. I've been hinting at it, but for relationships, for those who want healthy relationships, who want evidence-based practices as a way to better and to um, improve and grow their relationships or even to know how to even start putting this thing called dating together this is going to be the community to where you do that so stay tuned on that and we'll have more information for you but once again thank you all for joining please head on over to itunes google play spotify stitcher podcast comment rate subscribe if you're in podcast land go ahead and head on over to love unscripted hd where you can see the full video for this episode go ahead and follow dexter at on instagram at love on my sleeve and as always you can find me on instagram at love.unscripted hey we may not have all the answers but we will have the conversation see y'all next time peace, peace y'all